Everybody, oh, welcome we're live. Hey, we're <laughs> oh, you're doing, I was doing a bit. Oh. Go ahead, you got it. I didn't know you were doing a bit. You got it. Anyway, hello, welcome back to another episode of <laughs> Talking Upstream with Some Nobodies. Uh, I'm Zach. This is Dylan over here. Uh, if there's a little bit of a lag, I'm sorry about that. He's just not that funny or fast, so that's how it goes. Um, so what this is, Talking Upstream, it is a 90-minute writer's room style show where Dylan and I and our brains and Dylan's degree uh help kind of show how we work out our you know, our stories our and ideas. how we get to our next project and our next ideas. Um, so we also have another guest today, which is great. Um, but first, how you doing? How you feeling? Today was rough. Today For was a variety rough. of reasons. I yeah. had some personal stuff, some family stuff, some work stuff. Sa save the work stuff. Nobody cares about it's that. It's over. Yeah. Today's it's over. over. Now we're here. Yeah. And how are you now? I'm better. Good. Yeah. I drank some water. I yeah. had some sunlight. I talked to the parents. I gave you my password to Peacocks, and I can watch new content. You did not. You're just saying that for the people at home. Anyway, <laughs> do you want to tell about last week's show? What yeah. we did with that? So last week's show, it was the uh, last hero. hero one, right? yeah. yeah, last hero. Last week we worked through an idea where the plot plot was that the heroes of the world have been defeated permanently in most cases, mm -hmm. and so the villains kind of step up to fill the void and they realize that there cannot be any evil without good. And it wound up being this really interesting story of them preventing an apocalypse by rolling time back again and yeah. again. And it expanded far beyond what we had initially envisioned. It definitely was a better story than I thought it was going to be same going here, into it. I was here. like, oh, another superhero another thing. Superhero we'll story. figure this it, out. But it turned out to have a lot of uh, non-conventional genre stuff in there. Yeah. I liked. And uh, behind the scenes, once the show was done, Dylan was like, hey, I'm actually pretty excited about this. Can we actually make this a project? I kind of wanted to turn it into something like a novel. Or yeah. Something. So now we have a Google Doc and we're going yeah. over it. We're making it into Doing something. a normal thing. Um, and we don't have a scene from last week because we're still working no. on our stuff. Like we said last week, we do have a couple things that we're working on. We're doing, uh, we, we're trying to make like a mini short film. We've, uh, one of the projects that we came up with on the show, actually. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of things going on. But first, we want to get into our guest. So we want to thank IBM TV. Thank you very much for giving us time and space mm -hmm. on your network to just let us ramble. You've uh, let us talk far more than anyone else in my life has. Yeah, and I need friends. Normally they send me to my grandparents after this. I tried to, but they don't live this close. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm not driving seven hours to Kansas. Uh, yeah, so anyway. thank you to IBM TV for having us on there. And uh, you can find us at somenobodies.com. But our guest this week is uh, some of our uh, friends, yeah. actually, because of a couple of mistakes we made. Yeah. We've had a lot of conversations <laughs> with these guys. Uh, but from the podcast Entertain This, we have uh, our friends. So we're going to bring them on real yeah, fast. Bring, uh, welcome Alex, Michael, and Nick from Entertain This. Hello. How's oh. it going? Oh. Greetings. Hey there. Hey there. Hey there. Uh, it's actually nice to talk to you guys without any kind of lag or any kind of weirdness uh, yeah. <laughs> getting this into This is so power. crisp. It's so nice. Yeah. Wow. I can hear you. I can see everybody. It's cool. Um, so entertain this real fast. Uh, can I please get Nick to explain what this show is? Oh no, you picked on me. I did. I didn't even have my hand up. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so entertain this is a podcast where we encapsulate all things entertainment. That's kind of like our unofficial tagline. 
Yeah. Um, I think it was Michael or Alex who actually made it, came up with it. It wasn't me this time. Um, but what we do is we go into all these different media sources, all these different places that we get entertained, whether that's TV, Netflix, um, podcasts too. We, we delve kind of deeper into that, into that below base level type of understanding with, with any kind of media that we watch and consume. And so we take, we take a deeper look at what things are and kind of like, I don't know. We <laughs> we entertain this. We we review all these things, and then we ask you, the people, the viewers, the watchers, the listeners, to entertain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And, yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Basically, like a quick little like cover on top of that is like we uh, take a little bit of what we find enjoyable out of that, kind of just throw it out into the world, and hope that people uh, are entertained by both by what we uh, throw out there and by what we're showing them uh, that they can find enjoyment out of it. No, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so like we, we get together, like the reason we have this show is so Dylan and I can actually have a way to create new content or to create an idea for something and hope that it's good. It forces um, us to turn up because we are now accountable to people. That's, that's true. <laughs> uh, but Alex, uh, what was the thought process behind getting this together to make this into a podcast? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I've always kind of been interested in podcasting. Uh, one of the like podcasts that I listened to a lot around the time of the conceptualization of entertain this was uh, a podcast called reply all which is a pretty famous one um but i know that i when listening to that show i was like man i really i I wish i could just like have an opportunity to like get together with my close friends and talk about something we're all passionate about and i was at my job uh i was doing some menial work not really paying attention to what i was doing and just like I think I heard somebody a couple aisles over from where I was working just say like, well, entertain this. And I was like, entertain this, man. <laughs> that would that would be a really good oh, yeah. podcast about <clears throat> entertainment. And then I was like, oh, but there's so many podcasts out there that are just about like movies and TV. Like, how are we going to be different? It's like, well, what if our ours was not just about like the regular entertainment industry, but it was about anything that brings you entertainment, like live theater or museums, paintings, uh, artists, poetry, anything that brings you entertainment. What if we talked about all of it? And it would open so many doors to like endless episodes on things we want to talk about. Um, And so I got together with my friends, Michael and Nick, and I was like, hey, guys, uh, I know that we already hang out a lot and I ask a lot of you, but would you guys want to be on a podcast? (laughs) And they were both like, yeah, man, for sure. And uh the rest is history. We kind of turned uh-huh. entertain this into a kind of, uh, I want to say like an elevator, an hour long elevator pitch into something that maybe you're familiar with and you just want to learn more about. Or, um, I mean, it it's entertain this dot 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 because it's the beginning of a conversation. Yeah. So it it welcomes you into this new topic. And it's like, hey, give this a chance. Entertain this. Yeah, that's know? cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan and I we met in uh like Boulder, Colorado, yeah. and we we've kind of uh. Formed our basis out of there, and that's where all of our stuff comes from. Where were you guys when you met slash are now? Oh, uh, we all had a mutual friend, um, and we all met through that mutual friend, and then eventually, uh, we just kind of all became super close. Mm-hmm. So mostly D and D, though. <laughs> yeah. If we're being honest, it's mostly through role playing yeah. games and, and the like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our one of our earlier uh, ideas was to create a not a dating app, but 
a like uh, a, a gaming team app that was it works like a dating app where you could find like people around you that would want to join a campaign because it is it is like a relationship. My, Man, what a great idea! That's <laughs> a million dollar idea. idea. My first thought was like that'll never work because the commitment level for a D and D game is oh. way higher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. It's fair. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I find that in a lot of what Dylan and I do, we, we co-host a lot of shows together and, and this and everything. Uh, I do uh, a lot of the talking. I'm not sure if it's because I'm nervous or whatever, or if I'm, uh, I don't, whatever. Do, do you find that one of you guys kind of takes over the lead more often than not? Um, um. yeah, I, I would say that we, we, so we actually operate off of like a rotation, uh, where we have a different host uh, for each podcast. So it usually goes like Nick, myself, Alex, and then we usually try and bring on a guest every month. Uh, and so that way it allows us to rotate around like uh, different ideas that each of us have come up with and just gives uh, whoever is listening in on that uh, that podcast a chance to hear a different perspective than maybe what they're used to uh, from listening to a lot of Alex's episodes or my episodes or Nick's. So. Cool. To kind of piggyback on top of that, I think that uh, what what I really enjoy about that kind of a system is that there are episodes where we'll talk about things that like, and this was an ongoing trope at the beginning of our podcast was we <laughs> usually really was. have we'd usually have an episode where it was like two of us knew about it and one of us was in the dark or like two people were completely in the dark about mm -hmm. it. Rarely do we find it uh, that all three of us know everything there is to know about the subject we're talking about. In most mm -hmm. cases, one of us is completely unfamiliar, which makes that entertain this conversation like somebody gets to play the role of the audience member who is unfamiliar with it, um, mm -hmm. yeah, which I, cool. I think is really nice. So, yeah, it's it's pretty spread out because of that. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that you guys do more than just movies and TV. Like I mentioned this mm -hmm. to you when we talked previously that and you brought it up this time, there are. Movies and TV show podcasts, just a dime a dozen. You throw right. a dart and you'll hit three of them. And it's hard to <laughs> not just reiterate someone else's opinion. So it's cool that you guys cover stuff that is not just those two forms of pop culture. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyone, anyone can take this question. Is there an, a subject matter that you might want to cover that you think might be too out there for the other people on the show? Or something that you just don't oh, think I might like work for the format? I know that the last time we recorded, I really liked my answer to this one, <laughs> so I'll say <laughs> that. True. But uh, but but Michael uh, Michael could probably add on something else. Um, but I said uh, there was one subject that I really wanted to do that I never thought that I'd get the chance to do, uh, which was I wanted to do an entire and I pitched this to both of them multiple times. I want to do an entire episode uh, called "In Defense of Adam Sandler," mm. where it's mm. an episode where we basically just look for the goods in the Adam Sandler movies, like uh, the the different redeeming qualities of the movies that kind of make up for the fact that everyone almost constantly goofs on him and doesn't take his movie seriously nor uh, want to watch them. But I was I was shot down pretty hard for that one. He had a couple uh, also, of bangers. I'll admit yeah, it. There's not enough content there. I don't All think right. I could do an hour episode <laughs> defending yeah. Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got one in the works that I'm actually like really proud of how it's coming along. Uh, the dance dance revolution where I want to go into the, the history and like the pop culture sensation that dance dance revolution was to the point where like uh, it even like invaded people's homes. Uh, yeah. Like where yeah. I had a dance pad in my house and that yeah. led to me, like easily being able to do like expert level songs. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember 
at a friend's house trying to play Halo 1 on his Xbox with his dance pad. Mm. You had to melee only because there were no triggers. <laughs> That's, yeah. so awesome, man. That's a challenge. Oh. It was we didn't get far. Yeah, when I first moved, <laughs> when I first moved to Colorado, the first job I took was a bartender job at a, a barcade, and they had two dance dance revolutions. And the second we opened to the second we ended, there was people on that machine just oh, yeah. stomping the whole ground, <laughs> and it's just wild because it's like teens in there constantly. Yeah. It's such a crazy game. Now, I, Michael, do you think you're going to touch on other rhythm-based music games like Guitar Hero or 100? percent Yeah, yeah. because okay, Dance cool. Dance Revolution like kind of is like a prelude to what I'm going to talk about. Uh, yeah, Dance right Revolution kind of served as a, the basis. No, 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 no. Uh, but like, it's just a really fun fact that, and this is why I think we love doing this podcast so much is because we get to talk about really stuff that we're very passionate about uh, yeah. or just find really interesting. But like Dance Dance Revolution kind of served as the, uh, the, the hopscotch into uh, all these rhythm-based games that we saw dominate the early yeah. mid 2000s and 2010s. So definitely. Now, do you feel that the, that the launch point for the DDR was the, the Nintendo was it the, the 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 pad the foot pad? I remember I had like I had one of the early oh, games from the NES no, and it was like it was an Olympic game and you had to like run and then jump and do hurdles and run and but it was with your feet and it was almost like a twister board. It was like a huh yeah. Oh you the Wii. No. No, I think, <laughs> no. no. Oh no. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about oh. Nintendo so shoot me for that. It's like I guess. A power <laughs> pad. It was the power pad huh. and it was like it was two player and you had like. Two people could eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next question. Whatever. It's my um, it, Whatever, man. It's fine. <laughs> do you guys, uh, you guys listen to the podcast? Do you have a favorite that is not pop culture related? And this is a correct only answer. <laughs> oh, Wait, no. oh yeah, sure. I'm, of kidding, course. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's it's some nobodies and all. And Silicone Angels podcast, podcast, podcast. All really enjoy them. Thank you. Um, I didn't think that for myself. But but uh, another answer that I would give um, a serious would be, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a podcast again, another really famous one. So I'm not the hipster bringing in the stuff no one's heard about. Uh, but uh, there's a podcast that I'm hooked on right now called My Brother, My Brother and Me, um, which is just like a like an ask Abby if Abby were three brothers who were sarcastic and didn't have filters. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, which I really enjoy that. They did the Adventure Zone, didn't they? They do also do the Adventure yeah. Zone, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's like a, it's another D and D one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dylan just sums up all podcasts for me in like a thirty second snippets. That way, I don't need to listen to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has yeah. all podcast knowledge across all spans of the universe. Oh, yeah. I know that about too much. That's it. <laughs> um, quick, quick question. Uh, well, Nick, let's go back to the one question that we asked. Uh, I guess technically, Alex and Michael. Uh, what is like your nerd thing that you would like to pitch to the show? but maybe uh, don't want to or can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Um, so I don't know if, I don't know who the impetus behind this is, but it was either Alex or me that wanted to do an episode on conspiracy theories. And <laughs> it was both of us. <laughs> yeah. It, it was kind of, I don't know if it ever is going to come to fruition, but if, and when it does, that's like the red flag where we officially run out of ideas. As soon as we start talking about, all these conspiracies where we're going to, you know, we're going to alienate 50% of our audience right off the bat. <laughs> Just in the opening line, right? But, I mean. <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your favorite uh, conspiracy theory? I mean, it'd have to be the JFK assassination. Ooh, oh, I mean, yeah. you have, like, the, the CIA's account of what happened, but is that really what happened? Yeah. I don't know. 
like new documents coming out for it all the time. We don't even know into one of those shows, but it's you know, crazy. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. And this is where I'll play the role of the audience and be the complete skeptic through all of it. And just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, there was a second shooter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dylan still makes me prove to him that the world is uh, round. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Every picture I've seen of the world has been flat. So <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, <laughs> uh, we had a D20 around here. Somewhere. I know it just dropped. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we always have one around. Yeah. Um, what would you say uh, was... I guess um, I'm going to skip that question. Okay. I hate that question. I don't know why I don't you wrote that one. Well, now I'm <laughs> curious and it's going to eat at me. No, definitely. I really can. It's it's not worth Fair it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a question that we like to ask nerds, though, because there are so many very weird answers. But That's uh, us. Who would you say is your favorite iteration of Batman? I get to have one. Takes a deep breath before they answer too. I think it's one of the questions that has the most like the wide span of answers. Though it's almost there's a there is a favorite. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a least favorite too. Who did who did the Dark Knight? Yeah, Christian Bale. Christian Christian Bale. Bale, Yeah. Okay, he's the one that wins. Okay. Okay. I'm saying Adam West. I just like him. (laughs) I just like him. Uh, I like the costume. I like the style of it. I like the. The pals and stuff. <laughs> did you watch, did the, you watch the two Adam West sequel movies they made? The, the animated sequel movies that came out like two years ago? No. But yeah, I there were like two new now. ones. That, there are two new movies within the last like three years animated, but done by uh, Adam West and Burt Ward. And almost oh, all the original wow. cast. And they're in that same universe. It's pretty good. That is uh, awesome. I have to look into that. Michael. Yeah. I got to go with Christian Bale, not because of Christian Bale, but because of the uh, actual stories and plots and other characters associated with it he's a bane uh, head that's cool <laughs> Brad. yeah we usually get uh we get a lot of kevin conway's uh from conway. kevin conroy yeah mm. conway. poser yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah or the arkham nice one yeah which nobody oh, yeah. ever says ben affleck though ever no, no. nobody well, ever no says that's why no one's asked me okay <laughs> so who's your favorite batman um, <laughs> Uh, Kevin Conway. <laughs> <laughs> Conway Twitty. Even a song is Batman. No Whatever. Ladies that and is. gentlemen, Mr. Kanye Twitty. <laughs> Family. Um, all right. So we don't want to take up too much of you guys' time, uh, but till, until we get to like the next question, which is why we have a show here, uh, where would people find your show? What would you like people to know about you guys? Uh, anything that you would like to pitch or yeah, et cetera, pitch et cetera. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so we are entertain this a podcast capsulating all things entertainment. We do deep dives into some of the more, uh, I, I want to say some of the more like, uh, lesser known, but definitely some of the lesser covered or older topics. Um, and if that interests you, if you want to find something new, if you just want to learn about some, uh, corner of entertainment that maybe you're, uh, not akin to, then you can check us out. Um, you can find us on Spotify for sure. You just look up entertain this with three dots. Um, you can find us on Twitter. We are entertain underscore this. And then our, uh, Instagram is entertain this podcast. Both of those have link trees in the descriptions that'll take you to every streaming service that we provide on, which, uh, mm-hmm. there, there are a good number of them. Yeah. Cool. Do you guys have like an upcoming project that you want to talk about or can we talk about our last project? Cause it was <laughs> like one of the yeah, biggest that was a big things. one. We got to so, talk about it. Yeah. So we just released our Halloween special. I know this is releasing like way after Halloween, this episode will be, but man, it's a good one to listen back on Mm -hmm. uh, because we kind of took a more uh, in-person route to entertainment where we 
showed off a role-playing game called 10 Candles. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I love, um, I've never played it, but I love it. So mm-hmm. 10 can yeah, 10 Candles is a horror-based RPG that's basically, uh, it's, it's life or death, every situation is, and your characters are just humans. You're not heroes, like you're squishy. Um, and so, uh, my girlfriend actually wrote up a module and we played through that. Um, and then I took the time to edit through and add in special effects and special sound effects and music and suspense building sounds and things of that nature. Um, took, uh, about, I think 17 total hours to part. Uh, and it ends with a script that Nick actually wrote mm-hmm. for a horror story that the entire entertain this ensemble and friends all gathered in and did voice acting on. So um, it's something really awesome, something that we all put our heart and soul into. So I think if you, if you got the time and if you want to be a little spooked, then you can (laughs) uh, go listen to part one and two of our Halloween special and you'll really have a good time. Yeah, Yeah, we definitely will. I mean, technically you've been on two of our shows now. uh, So we're we're, we're definitely fans. So we'll, we'll keep that going. Um, But like we said, uh, the reason that we have a show talking of stream is so that we can talk our way up to a streaming service. And the way that we do that is by uh, coming to a table every single week with brand new ideas um, and try to work them out with really not a lot behind it. Um, so I remember what we talked about like with you guys last time was two uh, way different things, which yeah. were cool. I think it was um, it was unicorn smugglers. Yeah, unicorn and smugglers. To life. Oh yeah. Um, but we have a new one. Um, the one that I came up with this week uh, for your consideration is I had this idea of almost like a shared dream space. Like when you went to sleep um, through your dream, like a celebrity would be there. And uh, sometimes depending on you or that celebrity, whoever went to sleep first, you would either go into their dream or they would go into your dream. And I kind of had this weird you thing like where- dream link with a celebrity? Like a dream link, yeah. Well, so to me, the, the, the coolest celebrity that I would want to dream link with mm-hmm. is Jeff Goldblum. So, oh uh, my God, you're so right. You're right on too many levels. I feel like that's like the most beautiful, like serene okay. dreamscape ever. And if Welcome, he's in mind, uh, uh, not to my dreamscape, I play at the time. Uh, well, that's, that's a good, that's a good impression. Oh, uh, I'll, I don't know, I'm not sure yet. Okay. What is a shared dream space? Sure. Yeah. All right. So I'm pitching the idea of a shared dream space, some celebrity. Now, is this like a pay program? Like you pay for this, like a subscription? No, like you go to sleep and you don't realize it. They just happen mm. to be in your dream and they're confused. It's not like being Oh, John wow. No, not like being John. You don't get to be them. No, oh, that'd be great. No, it just <laughs> happened. It's just one person and then a celebrity and then they can dream and each other's dreams depending on who goes... And then I guess they probably would want to meet each other or something like that. I, oh, I don't know. Good way to get it's, like, it's like Inception rules. Somebody builds it. Somebody just experiences it. But it depends on who gets there first. Oh. Right. All right. Okay. Less water, no kicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I I had an idea. What if a what if a spider host of the talk show where you interviewed all the buggies about to eat? Oh, cool. <laughs> I really like that one. Wait, is it like super graphic or is it like kids? <laughs> Either or. Like for kids? Probably not super graphic. Well, it depends. Are we going to pitch it to Adult Swim or are we going to pitch it to like PBS? We'll pitch it to anybody who wants to listen to it. Anybody who will take it. It's a spider talk show host. Spider interviews. Interviewing crime. Oh, cool. All right. Well, oh, God. Dealing with some of the better ones. Um, Spider uh, show hosts. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
So the two ideas we're going to present to you guys are the two we just talked about. Obviously, the shared dream space, uh, something, something, uh, celebrity, something, something. Who knows? We'll get there, uh, maybe. Um, or Dylan's idea this week, which is a spider television show host that sure. interviews his prey yeah. before eating him, I guess? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Dude, always... if it's a kid's show, that's kind of like educational and kind of cute. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, the the it's up to you guys now. Uh, between yeah. you three, we'll take um the best two out of three answers, I guess. I guess. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you guys get Unless the pick. Just I meant early. three of them. Like if they vote. Oh, I figured it was either one. Wait, two, they pick for two of these. One, two, or we just end the show early and you know, we're done. Okay, I guess there is that <laughs> random third choice which just got presented to me. <laughs> end the show. Old music and yeah. the Man, I really <laughs> like Curtain Three and most shows, but that seems like the end all be all. <laughs> yeah, mm. don't That's be fooled by <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll talk. We'll talk amongst ourselves. Yes, boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's what I'm seeing is I think the shared dream space one kind of is like a black mirror kind of uh, could be episodic and uh, go into different stories mm -hmm. each time. I feel there's a lot of girth to the spider show host one though. I especially like it as kind of an Eric Andre style, like <laughs> off the rails yeah. kind of uh, lose yourself in the spider's antics kind of a show. Yeah. Uh, when what I... are you guys thinking? When yeah. I when I think of the shared dream space, maybe it's because I got spooks on my mind, but I think of like a uh, a really cool uh, situation where it's like a celebrity is trying to reach out through the dream space to warn of like a stalker or something who Ooh, is, is going to like kill them. And then it's like the normal person's job to convince everyone that he's telling the truth and is not That's the crazy like, one. Pretty good. like a dream detective. That's not yeah. Like, and I, my my oh, mind great. went to... Yeah, my mind went to uh, Tim Allen, right? I don't know why. It always does. <laughs> it's it inevitable. Does. Every time you could be eating dinner with him, his mind will go there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> One track mind, I guess. But you, you're in a shared dream space with Tim Allen, and he's trying to get you to buy Binford tools or something. Just wake me up. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah just, <laughs> wake me up inside. <laughs> I can't wake up. But I think, uh, to me at least, the shared dream space has the most wheels because the, mm, yeah? the spider show host is just. You know, we got enough late night talk shows, okay? You got Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. You got how many are hosted by a spider? And what if he calls himself Man Spider? He's like, I'm not friendly, nor am I from your neighborhood. My name is Man Spider. I don't like <laughs> my talk no. show. <laughs> no hyphen, one straight no word. But, wow. but yeah, I'd agree. The shared dream space does have wheels. It's got wheels. So maybe see where you take that one. Okay. Right. Uh, consensus? Consensus is a shared dream space, I guess, right? We've reached concordance. Correct. Yes, I, so I consent. Yes, and then I will. I will cross this off with yeah, haste. That's fine. Yeah, cool. Because hey, we're gonna uh, take the spider show host one. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna run with it. Yeah, yeah we're gonna take. Well, there. we want that one. You guys can have the the dream space one. <laughs> I, I want the other one now. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, Alex, Alex, Nick, Mike, thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, to everybody watching this all around the world, go to entertain this. Uh, dot dot dot. Uh, find some cool stuff. Dylan like Dylan's a fan of the RuneScape. One, yeah, right. That was it. Yeah, was, uh, that was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check out that Halloween thing because I've I haven't heard an actual play of Ten Candles yet, but I am curious. Yeah, we play a lot of fiascos. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun. If ever we can get you guys on to play it with us, man, that would be a, a real fun time. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Man. Yeah, literally. All maybe a, maybe a special yeah. live stream sometime. Yeah. Will, yeah, anytime you name it, we're there. Yeah. Uh, awesome. But until then, let's uh, get to back to this guy. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. We'll see you very soon. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. 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 Thanks. <clears throat> All right.
We're doing shared dreams space. Yeah, I was. I was really hoping the spider show host would win. I had bits lined up, but that's okay. I I came up with a bunch of bits too. Yeah. Ugh. Are they still here? That's cool. Oh, hey. are, we, are we hanging? <laughs> cool. Yeah, you guys can uh, be here and talk us through this. That's cool. Uh, right. I'm afraid to leave. You don't have to. You, you can keep talking. That's we fine. have a live audience. Uh, Absolutely. If you guys, yeah. We we don't care. I mean, you guys no. could say as long as you yeah. want. That's fine. All right. Um, you guys all right, want to so chill? Share. I'm cool. I'm chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right. Share, share dream space. Uh, okay. I guess what I initially saw yeah. uh, was uh, somebody going to sleep and then having a, a dream that is very different than a normal dream, and then through a wandering, they come across a celebrity. Sure. And that celebrity is confused they're there. I understand. Okay. And that's kind of it. And then cool. depending on who goes to sleep first, they go to the other ones. I like the idea that somehow the celebrity is reaching through dream space to just ask for help. Sure. And if we're, we can, let's say Jeff Goldblum. Why sure. not? Yeah. Um, so this guy falls asleep one night and he has a weird dream. And then suddenly Goldblum manifests in front of him or yeah. like his face appears in like a tree's foliage. We're doing dream imagery. Why not? Yeah. Like he's outside walking in nature and the tree's canopy just turns into Goldwyn's face. It's like, wait, are you part of this? And I <laughs> goes, well, I didn't think so. Yeah, that's cool. And then, so is somebody, so who's being like uh, attacked or sought after? I think. Is it I, a celebrity or the. I would assume it's a celebrity and maybe they took. Goldblum's weird enough. I could imagine him taking like. Wait, what, what do you guys classes? think? Do you think it's cool that the celebrity is uh, uh, stalked, or is the celebrity helping a, a, a nobody? I personally am more invested in the idea of the nobody trying to help the celebrity because they have to overcome a lot more boundaries to try and make it seem like they're actually the one, like not crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And if like okay. it's a dream, do they know that? they're in a dream or is it like oh another fan has come up to me and now i'm here with you and we have to figure out what's going on oh that's cool is jeff goldblum aware <laughs> who knows i love the impression <laughs> <laughs> all right cool sorry so jeff goldblum is in danger and uh this person is gonna try to save their life yeah through a dream so. now do they do this a lot or is this their first time in the dream space i think that question the answer to that really changes what kind of story this is because if they're used to it it's going to be, I imagine they are doing this professionally. Yeah. If they're not used to it, then it is just some average somebody trying to help a celebrity in dream space. Yeah, that's cool. Now, I'm assuming we want to make this primarily dream-based. It's going to be mostly in dream world. <laughs> because otherwise, I imagine the inciting incident is the dream message, and then the rest of it takes place in reality. Yes. But I'm not sure I like that. Not all of it in reality, because there, but there has to be some in reality, because I would assume... Yeah. Based on uh, what I think Michael said was that if if like a, if an NPC or like a nobody has to get to Jeff Goldblum in real life, it would be impossible. Yeah. So it would be yeah. cool that like I have to get him in the dream space. Yeah. The dream oh, space. I really like this. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. So right? like, yeah. so like in the dream, he tries to convince him that the things in real life are going to happen, and that's yeah. the like, no, that's you the need flip. To meet me. Yeah. They they go then, between like Jeff Goldblum finding the evidence in real life. Like, oh my God, this Ooh. is real. I need to get yeah. to sleep okay. and talk to this and guy. And then Jeff Goldblum now has to try to find out who the person in the dream is to get mm. the actual information. That's Everybody cool. thinks Jeff is crazy because he's trying to tell people about it. And they're like, dude, the guy in your dream isn't real. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, need to get, I need to get to Boulder, Colorado to talk to Dylan Terry right now. And Wait, everybody's like, what are you talking about? Who's saving who? Jeff Goldblum is in danger. Yes. The, the Whoever is in the dream is saving Jeff Goldblum. Okay. 
because you can't get okay. to Jeff Goldblum in real life. Right. You've tried. Okay. I really like the idea also of the just normal everyday guy being like, man, I keep having these weird dreams with Jeff Goldblum in them where I'm trying to save him. And then Jeff Goldblum shows up and he's like, I got your message. I'm here for your help. <laughs> or Jeff Goldblum wakes up and he's like, this guy keeps trying to save me and I'm just hanging out here. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know you're in danger, Goldblum. Yeah, Goldblum. Jeff, Jeff. You don't know me that well. It's Mr. Goldblum. It's Jeffrey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey. Okay, so uh, Goldblum's in danger. Uh, who, who's our main character? Uh, he is he boy or, boy or girl main character. What do you think? Uh, boy, you don't want the audience to get confused with some sort of a, a romantic relationship with Jeff Goldblum. This is strictly platonic, or it yeah, needs to be a girl, and that needs to be stated. Yeah, guys definitely cannot <laughs> find Jeff Goldblum attractive. Don't look at me. Hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I do like it being a guy. There would be a weird yeah, message sure. to say or whatever. So that's cool. So uh, who, who's this guy? Uh, who's I this mean, guy? Car dealer. He's a car dealer. No, it needs to be something where he has time to invest in this. I was actually kind of liking car. Car dealer. Yeah, he's a used car salesman. Because like, say it's like a slow season. He's like daydreaming. He goes, "Why oh, is sure. Jeff Goldblum Just, my daydream?" Yeah, he's yeah. falling asleep at his desk. Yeah, and right <laughs> when he gets to meet, that could Trump, be anyone. Like, finally, reach Jeff Goldblum. He's like getting jerked awake by his boss. He's like, "Yeah, damn it, car that's, salesman. That's you need to stop." Dream. First yeah. dream. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. First dream. He has a dream that he is selling. Do we do that thing where it opens on a dream? Yeah, that's fine. Sure, we love, we love tropes here. How are we? What media is this movie? Uh, so I guess Adult Swim bumper is that like a sticker? It's like a fifteen-minute, like too many cooks type of thing. Oh. Yeah, it's where all the creepy stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah I like yeah. that. Between midnight and like six a.m. I do like this being like a very fast half an hour. Yeah, but I almost kind of like it animated holiday special. A holiday special. So, <laughs> elaborate. Uh, what, okay, what, what, while you brainstorm, let yeah. me reintroduce who we are to the oh, people yeah. at home. Yeah, please. Let me get <laughs> Hello, out everyone. My name is Dylan, the man experiencing existential creative dread at the whiteboard of Zach. <laughs> we are some nobodies. We are joined today by our friends, Alex, Nick, and Michael from the Entertain This Podcast. And this is Talking Upstream, in which Zach and I spend roughly 90 minutes to, to an hour bringing two ideas to the table, developing uh, one of those ideas into something that we can ideally produce, pitch, or further develop. This week we are doing shared dream space in which Jeff Goldblum is in danger, and he shares a unique dream space with a car salesman named Craig. <laughs> uh, and Good. Jeff Goldblum asks Craig for help, and we are here with input from our buddies over at Entertain Us. Yeah, I like that. Cool. So, yeah, I think it, it makes sense to open on a dream, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, kind of you can pull the, the thing at the end where it's like, oh, it was all just a dream. Or oh. you leave it just up in the air. Is he dreaming still? Are they oh, yeah. out of the dream? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. He walks into the kitchen, Jeff Goldblum's spinning, and he goes, I'm not gonna fall down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Like, Nobody cares that you don't like your wife. <laughs> you gotta uh, I forget how the movie went. <laughs> no, I think we're at the end of this, like Jeff the like Goldblum. Like starts liking Craig and it's like you gotta leave me alone, man. I'm trying to sleep. And he's just like, oh, I was thinking. I was never here. <laughs> I was never here. And you hear him blending something in the dream. Oh, kitchen. that's cool. All right. So it opens on a dream, and uh, this guy Craig is at work, and he's uh, he's daydreaming, and he has a dream where just in his dream, it is a, it's a normal setting for him, uh, but for some reason. Jeff Goldblum is there, and he's doing that John Travolta meme thing where he doesn't really know like where he's going. And right as he goes to approach Jeff Goldblum, approach Jeff Goldblum, 
that's when he wakes up. Yes, but I think at some point, just before he wakes up, Goldblum should look at him and go, wait, are you not part of this? And he snaps awake. Like Jeff oh, Goldblum. Ooh, that's good. That's like very that. good. Good hook. Like that's that. a good hook. Write that down. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is IMDb. Oh, okay. Now I see it now. <laughs> hey, he types like me. Yeah. <laughs> He's a uh, Sergeant Peck kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I like that. Okay, so how do we know that uh, that they both know that one of them is in danger, though? We have I think to... the second dream. I think they start mm -hmm. weirdly sharing the dream space, and then the second dream, Goldblum's like, maybe the third dream, the second one is them kind of goofing around, and the third one, he goes, hey, this is serious. I know we've been kind of taking this funny. I'm in danger. There are people in my house, and I'm asleep. And it's like, why are you asleep? I don't know. Wait, Jeff Goldblum tells Craig that he's in danger? Tells Craig that... Jeff Goldblum tells Craig that Jeff Goldblum is in danger. I think that it might be better that Craig tells Jeff Goldblum he's in danger without him knowing. That Goldblum's in danger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does he know that? I don't know yet. Okay. I just asked uh, you that. Oh. Might I interject for a moment? Please. I think here. it's important that Craig is somehow tied to the problem. If he's a used car salesman, I want to say he's having dreams of Jeff Goldblum maybe getting in a car crash due to a faulty something with his car. He's like, I have to sell Jeff Goldblum a new car. Oh, crazy. And Jeff Goldblum is like, oh, this guy's trying to sell me a car in my dreams. How could he be helping a, me? A like, no, you car. don't understand. I like that, actually. He's <laughs> a car. In his dream? <laughs> he's getting into a dream Wait, car. Wait, so actually? he's almost incepting Jeff Goldblum into a sale. <laughs> and then you have yeah. the opportunity for all of these dreams to be like that thing where it develops every dream he has, where it, like the first dream is like Jeff Goldblum getting a car. He's like, what are you doing in my driveway? Oh. And uh, then yeah, in the second that. one, he's like driving off and he's like, no, something's about to happen. I can feel it. I, I like that, but I guess as like we were kind of just talking, I had this idea that what if like Craig is up to Jeff in the dream? He's like, I don't know why I know this, but you're in danger. And then Jeff Golden's like, nah. I'm always in <laughs> <a> car. <laughs> danger is my middle name. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah that seems very in character for jeff goldblum too to like not take it seriously uh, well, at yeah, all you know, yeah. danger is my middle name so. and i was almost thinking that this would be uh, in a in maybe in a weird way like a sequel you know what i mean like <laughs> say craig knows that he has this power for some reason yeah he goes to sleep and he sees jeff and he's like no not jeff goldblum <laughs> not this time <laughs> not jeff goldblum i gotta stop it this time not after last time yeah where Sean Connery lost it. Uh, well, I'm just I, I feel like it has to be like they he dreamed of like a bird dying and then he dreamed of like his like grandpa dying and everyone's like, Yeah, that happens when like people get old and like the bird was a weird coincidence. And then it's Ooh, Jeff. Yeah. He's like, You have to hear me out. This one's important. <laughs> I was thinking that he has dreams of celebrities die, but he can prevent it. So like yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan or some B list celebrity. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's dead? No. Oh good. Oh, in the universe of this, he could be. Oh, true. Okay. Ugh. Oof, I got sweaty for really? a second. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Really? Mm. He's going to be an awesome almost Batman soon. Oh, yeah. 100% agree. Yep. See? He's going to be bat. Well, yeah. Jeffrey and Dean Morgan? In Flashpoint, so he's Thomas Wayne. And oh, Flashpoint, right. Thomas Wayne's uh, Batman because blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, let's get back to this. Um, WB won't return my call, so I don't care. <laughs> WB? Well, they don't like it when you Warner call them Brothers. that. Yeah, they're the Warners. WB? The B. Mr. Warner. So, okay. So do you think it's better that he, maybe Craig has a power or a premonition or that... I like that Craig's power is that he hops into... He 
has a premonition through by having people appear in his dreams and yeah. pulls them in. So Goldblum, the first dream, or the, the first dream is when Goldblum acknowledges Craig. The second dream, Craig tries to get his attention, and Goldblum goes, everything's so vivid. How did this, you know, I thought that uh, those, that our that dealer was too good. I thought, you know, he really <laughs> quality with product. Oh, this yeah. is really vivid. He like, reaches up to touch a tree, and then it turns into like a piece of a ham or something. What? Ham trees? It's a dream. Is that what you dream of? Ham trees? Not, no. Is that, <laughs> no, green eggs and ham. I didn't realize how hungry John was before we did this. Is <laughs> it a ham tree pizza? No. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, so dream one is... Okay, so what would you say... I, I guess the ending of this is going to be that he saves Goldblum, right? Right. Well, I like to think that Goldblum saved him. Well, there's, there's a... <laughs> but can he save himself? <laughs> Do you think that uh, Goldblum should be saved at the end of this? Is that how this story should end? Depends. Or... Do you want to set it up for a sequel? Mm. <laughs> well, I don't want Goldblum to die, though. I kind of yeah, like that. Uh, I kind of like. Well, spoilers. I kind of like that. Back to the Future, like Doc laying on the ground, and he pulls out the note. And it's all taped up. I kind of like that ending for this, mm. but like in a Goldblum kind of a way. What if? What if? What if he gets a note from Goldblum. He gets a letter, and he's just like, "Thank you." He lives on in, in the dream world. Oh, Craig gets a letter from Jeff Goldblum, and it's nothing but like a signed picture of him, like on the back of like from Jurassic Park with a shirt open and it's signed. He's like, "Thanks, Craig." Jeff it's just Goldblum. an apology for Jurassic Park Two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm not All gonna right. take the bait. I'm gonna say anyway. Goldblum survives. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I do like the uh, the given the letter thing. We can probably try yeah. to work that in somewhere. I think that's cool. What if uh, what if the letter thing was like one of those ads you get in the mail from a used car salesman? It's and you're like, like, and he's I like, don't want that. Oh, the last oh. line is, he was real. And he looks at the ad and it's his picture and he's <laughs> giving like the thumbs up with a smile. Or he's like, maybe he wonders if like he actually saved Jeff Goldblum and he goes out and the advert is for like the next four Goldblum and like Jeff like <laughs> buys all car companies. <laughs> all right. So he uh, is saved. So Goldblum saved at the end. So um, what we do in this part of the show is try to use some of Dylan's uh, writing degree to kind of. Yeah. tell people like how we get to where we're getting um so use it somewhere right so would you say that we could go down a, a some sort of arc structure or what, what do you think we should if, do if we're making this a short yes okay i think, I think why not I, I generally in general the arc structure, if i can make this short <laughs> um i mean in general you know the story story structure exists because people resonate with it yeah true um this one could be a really basic three act we could do two act where there's a big turn in the middle do you think we could? We've been doing a lot of three act stuff recently. Yeah. Uh, are, how are you feeling about it? I mean, I like a three act structure, especially if we're trying to get like a thirty minute thing. Then we could break it sure. into ten minute chunks. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say the first ten minutes of this is? I think the first one, Craig has a dream with Goldblum in it. He doesn't believe that Goldblum is uh, is an entity. He believes that he dreamed Goldblum. But at some point, Goldblum turns to him and says something that makes him feel like an observer. You know, like, oh wait, have you always been here? Mm -hmm. Cut. He wakes up. He has to use car salesman stuff. That night, he goes to bed. He uh, Goldblum is there again, and I think at this point, Goldblum is like, "Hey, you're that guy from earlier," and that kind of brings Craig into the reality that Goldblum might actually be an entity as opposed to just something he created. Okay. Uh, but I think Goldblum is too wrapped up in being dream version. Maybe yeah. he's lucid dreaming or something. So he's just like, "Huh, you know, normally I don't share this with people." 
bye, and then he flies <laughs> off or right. something. He sprouts wings. All right, so you're saying in the first 10 minutes, we have, like, what, two dreams, right? The first yeah. dream is the acknowledgement of what's happening. When he snaps back to life, I guess then it's him trying to figure out a solution or what his path is before the second dream? I think when he snaps back from that first one, he just writes it off. Okay. He's just like, yeah, that was weird. I don't normally dream about celebrities. And then dream two is what? Dream two is Goldblum. He wait. He fall, goes into the dream state or whatever, and Goldblum is there, and Goldblum goes, huh, I guess I, I, I mean, are you going to be here long? I don't normally like to share this. And Craig is like, wait, are you not, did I not dream you? And he goes, did I dream you? And they have their, you know, mutual acknowledgement. And then mm -hmm. Goldblum kind of brushes them off. It's like, well, just don't, I'll be over here in my giant sandcastle. <laughs> Or whatever Goldblum dreams about, I'm sure yeah. we can find out something. I think I think it is a giant sandcastle, actually. Yeah, why not? All right, so that's the this would be the meeting where Goldblum, and now <laughs> yeah. what we're saying that Craig at this point knows that the Goldblum is in danger. Yeah, I think something should happen where Craig wakes up and is like, "Wait a minute, this might be the only way to let him know that he's in trouble." All right, uh, entertain this, guys. What do you think the danger should be that Goldblum is in? Um, is it like uh, like uh, some kind of body thing or? Uh, like an accident, or what do you think? What's what's the danger? Hmm. I think the problem that we're running into is that it, it has to be something that Craig knows that Jeff doesn't know, which is difficult if Jeff's the celebrity. Um, I think that kind right. of puts us in a corner of like Jeff has to be like away from technology or like on a vacation somewhere, and they're like, like his uh, careers in ruins or something. Right. Um, Unless for some reason, like Craig's power is that it's. The same oh, thing like, every time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, say, like it's always like uh, some uh, prostate cancer. So every time, Ooh. every time Craig sees like a celebrity, he's like, "But you can't really, I can't swerve away from prostate cancer. Why'd that come out?" <laughs> we'll say a car accident. Are you okay, that's dark. I, I'm just sweaty. <laughs> uh, what if what if Jeff Goldblum was getting abducted by aliens? Because he was in Independence Day, wasn't he? Alien abduction. Yeah, sure. Craig can always predict alien abductions. Yeah, okay, cool. It happens. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm down. What if it just yeah. dreams of someone that disappear? Just disappear. Just disappear. Oh, it's like a stranger than fiction type thing. They bring Goldblum back. We've already had him. They abduct him and then they bring him back down. They're like, never mind. All right. So Craig's power is that he, if he dreams of somebody, then he, then that person either gets abducted by aliens or goes disappearing, right? Yeah. They're the same thing. Yeah, we I could just make it like a, a vague, like every time he Craig dreams of a celebrity, just like they die, just in a certain yeah. way, kind of okay. like in the same like yeah same frame as like Stranger Than Fiction, where it's like it's just like he gets hit by a bus or like he falls down a flight of steps or it's like yeah, basically Craig just knows like you need to be more careful. Yeah, cool. All right. I, I like that because if yeah. somebody were to come at me and be like, I had a dream about you, be more careful. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> also, my name's not I'm Jeff. gonna go run with scissors. Shut up. <laughs> I have I'll a big stunt to film to. today. Let me do it. <laughs> it always smells like gas in my apartment. I'll hoist this. You know, light this up. <laughs> yeah. I'll hoist this anchor if I want to. <laughs> um, okay, so in the so what would you say is this part? I say that's when he realizes the threat against Goldblum. Or like he wakes up and he goes, I gotta find him. Okay, so this is when the clock starts. Yeah, okay. I think so. So if this we're is doing short, then we might as well. Yeah, so this is the realization point. Yeah. Realization. Yep. yep. There you go. Point. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. Okay, cool. And then what happens in this next 10 minutes? So um, this this is a struggle <laughs> to get to Jeff in real life. Yeah, I think so. Right? I think he calls. Because nah. like if you if you wanted to find Jeff Goldblum right now, how would you do it? Google. What's Google say? Let's Google get in touch with so Jeff this... Bezos. No, no. gross. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We could use his help right now. <laughs> um, do we want Jeff Bezos? No, we no. don't because that's not going to end well for him. No, also that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, flat out he will just die. I don't care. It'll be very short. Uh, um, bookingagentinfo.com has info for how to get in touch with Jeff. Oh, so then to pay for it. Yeah, so then we can call book an agent. Does he do that one thing, that one app, Cameo? What if? Oh, does Jeff Goldblum do Cameo? What if he orders a Cameo where he's like, uh, "What if? What if Craig tries to reach out to him to do a commercial for the car dealership?" Oh, oh and that's how he pulls him away from the danger. There you yeah. go. Not bad. He's uh, like, "You can't afford me. My salary is two hundred thousand dollars." It's like, "Well, we have to have a fundraiser now." Your impression is getting better and better as the show goes on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I'm new to this impression, but I'll get I'll find oh, my comfort in it. He was born on October 22nd, so it was his birthday recently. Oh, happy birthday, Jeff. Thank you, birthday, Jeff. Really? It was my birthday recently. We don't share a birthday, though. No. Yeah, no. That's a good idea. <laughs> Thanks for being born, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I do my best. Yeah, he really hangs in there. Uh, all right, so we have a possible commercial, which is going to be the reason that Jeff is saved. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is our classic montage. I guess so. This is a montage yeah. of how to meet Jeff Goldblum yeah. without falling asleep. I think it's, I think it starts mm. with him trying to do it without falling asleep, and then eventually he's like, I'm going to screw uh, screw it. I'm going to save some time, and he well, falls asleep. Maybe they can only share dream space if they're both sleeping at the same time. Okay. Mm. Right? Yeah. And that's why maybe like sure. he sleeps and I was like, Jeff! He tries sometimes and gets Jeff. other celebrities, and he's like, I don't I don't need to save you. Kevin Spacey, get out of my way! <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. This is going to be an expensive short. <laughs> That's what we're animating. It. We need we need throwaway celebrities. Voice imitation. Actually, I'm pretty sure Spacey's pretty cheap right now. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Replacing with a cartoon cat. It's really weird. House of Cards Five got really weird. Yeah, sure. President Garfield. <laughs> Turn to an aha video. When he like started a war with Russia. So, what are some other ways that he can get to 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 Jeff Goldblum in real life? Uh, I mean, he could. I mean, he can just he turns into a stalker briefly. Yeah, he could just get in a car and you know drive on over to his house or yeah, yeah. But where what does if, Jeff Goldblum live? He lives in a giant shoe. What if in, there's a convenient sweepstakes? There you go. For convenient. lunch with Jeff Goldblum, and he has to find a way to like hack the system. Is it a thing where, like there, like he's outside like I'm never gonna meet Jeff Goldblum and the wind picks up and it hits him with a newspaper and he's like wait a minute meet <laughs> Jeff Goldblum classic Goldblum ticket joke and everybody just kind of washed over I'm sorry it's it's okay. wait say it again no nah, the time say it again moments passed. I really like the gold bloom ticket joke. Mm -hmm. I did hear yeah. it. It brought joy to me. If we could just take a second to appreciate that. It was a Thank very you. good joke, and I talked over it. I That's apologize. all right. I do like the idea of a newspaper hitting Well, let's write face. down gold bloom ticket first. Okay. I think that it needs to be some kind of a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory thing where Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is endorsing this, like, weird product. Cheese. Like, like uh, Goldblum gold Golden Flakes, my new Goat cereal. Cheese. And, like, no one's buying <laughs> it, but you have to find the ticket inside the box. Yeah. Like those um, commercials that Tommy Lee Jones does for candy in Japan. Yeah. 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 What? Tommy Lee Jones is apparently huge in Japan, so he does oh, yeah. for candy. I, I feel like this. everybody's candy. huge in Japan. If there's one human being I would never take candy from, it's probably Tommy Lee Jones. 
He looks like an old, soggy, like baseball glove. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Ew. It's expensive candy, though, so that's a different. <laughs> okay, so we know that the middle is going to be a montage to getting him, and then we're going to say what that this uh, this last third is going to be. Uh, he gets he gets he what gets him for a commercial. He he tries to train Goldblum in like how to fight off abductors or something. Goldblum's not interested. He goes, "Listen, I only care about being a star." Goldblum does. Goldblum, I have the Goldblum standard. Oh, yeah, and then Craig is like, "Oh, that's why we're doing this. I I'm training you for a commercial for my used car dealership." I need to learn like interesting. Very. Hmm. All right, cool. Crab so on. when does he? When does Goldblum show up for the commercial? Probably at the very end. Not? It's like a will he show up or did he die kind of a situation, and that last shot Ooh. is him like stepping out of the car and then Intense. black. And he like a bowling ball falls from an airplane right next to him. So this is what <laughs> is uh, uh, commercial training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's less strange than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do, yeah. Do we bring dreams back somehow? Do we... I think so. I think. What if can... the dreams are like echolocation of how he finds Goldbloom instead of like needing like a way that he finds him? He like slips into the dream and then like tries to get it out of Goldbloom. There's the Eiffel Tower oh. in the distance. Do you think he's in Paris? Well, you Paris or Vegas? What's more oh. likely for Goldbloom? So Goldbloom of where he actually is. He's got recent events in his. Dream. Maybe maybe he's daydreaming. Or maybe he has to like pull it out of him by like changing Goldblum's mind and where he's thinking so that it transforms. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, where do we go from here? Do we want to add a subplot where someone finds out about Craig's power and is trying to use him to get to Goldblum? To get him like to Craig his has own... his own peril. Yeah. So this guy's trying to get him <laughs> to get to Goldblum to do their other car commercial. Well, what's the rival of a car? It'd either be like a truck or a motorcycle, yeah, right? And they like own another... that dealership. Or it's a, the, a bigger car. It's the actual yeah. car dealership. Like the, like the, um, oh, the, the new car. cars. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to do used cars. We have new cars. Oh, Craig is a used car salesman. Mm. This is like deep, the, the actual manufacturer one. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they're like, the guy just, they have a rival dream sharer. Dream sharer. <laughs> okay, this is getting weird, but sure. It yeah. is. That's when we were going in. I didn't think it was going to be rival car dealerships. But rival yeah, sure. car dreamers. Uh, so rival... Car dreamers, and uh, I guess the used car guy is using just talent, right? Yeah. Whereas the big car guy, uh, they have a couple actual dreamers, and they're doing it a corporate should be style. talent, and he should have a connection so that it feels like Craig is the underdog. Okay, because if we make Ooh. the other guy more talented, then we're like, why are we following Craig? I no, like the it, classic trope of like the new car dealers was like his high school bully or something. Yeah. Or you yeah. could do the uh, the like the like John Henry like human versus machine. Like they have a dream reading machine, and that's what they're using. Oh, they have, the, sure. they have the first AI that dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but he nope. can only do it by stealing yeah, other dream, people's dreams. Dream. Intruder. Listen, we built this robot to do two things: dream and sell cars. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all out of cars. And we're all out of cars. Hey, good job, salesman. Good job. You did it. We sold out. Go ahead. Okay, so then we have a big montage here, which obviously we always love to do. Uh so the montage of trying to meet him with the goal of uh having him for, 
for a commercial because I guess their commercial is way more dangerous. Who who is the rival to Gold Bloom on a celebrity level? Who can they get in their commercial that would rival like McConaughey? Uh, Jeff Bezos. Somebody on an equal level to Jeff Goldblum would have to be like the other guy from Jurassic Park. Mm. The like actual main character who Jeff Goldblum stole the show from. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sam Neill. Like it's either Sam. that or Michael Keaton. It's one of the two. <clears throat> oh, Michael Keaton's pretty good. Michael Keaton's actually I've, very good. I've watched a lot of Sam Neill movies recently. You have. You keep bragging yeah. about it too, like it's a flex. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool with it. <laughs> the the Neil. Unpeeling the Neil. Unpeeling the Neil? No. Is that our new podcast? That's our new podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's getting a little sidebar. Two, two up and coming podcast hosts kidnap Sam Neil and force him to watch his <laughs> and movie. Strip his skin. <laughs> Just as a sidebar, I think I caught the bug from you guys because I've been talking with the boys about making a second podcast as well. And every time that I like thought of the new idea, I was like, oh man, just like some nobodies that keep coming up with podcasts. Like <laughs> Dude, if you need somebody to host it or to help write it, like let us know. We have literally <laughs> two sure. more to do right now. <laughs> Might as well just throw more on the fire. <laughs> so, all right. So, the rival car uh, uh, manufacturer, they're getting who? It's uh, uh, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. They could talk about mm. the Jurassic Park days. Yeah, that's cool. And, Neil and I think at least I wasn't in that second one. We I were. think Jeff Goldblum's probably already signed on that first uh that first commercial when like the danger erupts and it's like we have to keep pulling him towards us, but he's <laughs> trying to pull him away to save him from the danger. He's just excited, he wants to see it. Like, what is it? What is yeah. this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued by this. What is this? Lava? This is great. <laughs> How do we bring the dreams back in? I think that there <laughs> needs to be well, I think maybe they have a dream of like uh I think that the, the commercial needs to be in like a dream. Uh, maybe Goldblum is like having a stress dream about doing a different commercial, okay. which gets him to do something. I, I'm not sure. Guys, I just got to let you know I'm not feeling this. <laughs> I had some signs in my dream last night. <laughs> this random stranger came to me in my dream last night and told me, do not do this commercial. Well, maybe that's the like final tipping point is like that the dream is what brought them together and the dream is what saves Jeff because Jeff's like, I can't do your commercial. I'm doing this other commercial. I wish I had a sign to tell me which I could do. I'm so torn right now. He goes, he goes back into the dream. He's like, it is I, your dream angel, telling you to do the used card one. It is I, your dream angel, Craig. <laughs> it is I, that guy who you met in real life, but now I'm in a dream because I'm you. I wish I had a sign. All right. Cool. I'm, uh, that is weird, but I'm definitely into it. Um, I think that we probably need like another character, right? We probably mm -hmm. need a character who knows Craig that maybe doesn't believe in his powers. Oh, maybe like they're like, you never sleep well anymore. We need to get you on like sleep medication. He's like, I know if I get on the sleep medication, I'm not going to be able to get with Goldblum anymore. He has, like I, two, he has like two friends. One's always giving him sleep medication and the other one's always feed him caffeine. He lives in a super expensive city. So he shares a studio apartment with two other people. Above like a movie theater. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. It's, next to the, it's next to the train tracks. And it's, the you find it at the end. That's why he keeps having dreams about Jeff Goldblum as they keep rerunning oh. Jeff Goldblum movies. It's just Jurassic Park 2 on loop. <laughs> it's uh, it's got trains see. running past it on both sides. I just want to meet Jeff again. We're going total slapstick on this. Yeah, this, yeah this is This fine. is ridiculous. Oh, it's, I like it. <laughs> um, what, what else do you think we should throw into this thing? I think I like the idea of the opposite dream team mm -hmm. <laughs> from the other car company trying to get Goldblum to do their commercial. 
So at some point in the dream that Craig is having, where Jeff is in it, at some point the other <laughs> dream people are in that same dream. I think so. I think it plays out like this: he has the first dream where Goldblum's like, "You shouldn't be here." Second dream where he goes, "Hey, I'm part of your dream. We should be acting together." And Goldblum's like, "Never mind. I'm going to go do this," and he turns into like a Griffin. Griffin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Third dream is when they kind of come to an accord. And they see there's another group of people off in the distance that, and they're like, and they, they have like a harpoon. Here. <laughs> they have a net. <laughs> they, just have a, they have a weighted net. There he is, guys. Get him. Get him, get him the net. And they're like, wait, what are you doing? They're trying this to capture Dream, you idiot. All right, so when when is that? When's Dream number three? I think Dream three, when Goldblum and him have like a sit down and they sit down and have Dream coffee together, is at the start of Act two. All right, so this is Dream three. That's Dream three, which is them coming to an accord, and it's like. Yeah, I'd love to work with you sometime. And he goes, I don't work with people. He doesn't. And he wakes up and he goes, I got to get Goldblum in this commercial. It's the only way to save the local small town car dealership in a mm. small town with a studio apartment that has Dude. trains running on both sides. Classic. <laughs> people are sick of trains, get a car. It's it's one of those like train roundabouts where it's like, <laughs> why not? They have the only yeah. apartment in the entire city that has this. This is clearly yeah. the worst apartment. In the middle of it, just the owners ran. refused to sell, so they just built the train tracks around. It. It's a historic landmark. You can't take those things down. <laughs> that that lone studio apartment. Yeah. It's literally a single room. <laughs> it's a like actually, it's not even the whole building. It's historic. It's the third floor. <laughs> and then, so he wakes up and he's like, "Hey, man. Hey, guys. I've been having weird dreams." They go, "Yeah, you're talking about Goldblum in your sleep." And he goes, "Yeah, because he needs to be in a car dealership because the local mom and pop car dealership is about to close down, and Goldblum will give him the weight." To sell all these Hyundai's, sure, and that's because if he doesn't do this other commercial, he's going to die, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then these guys are. What's the bad dreamers trying to get Jeff Goldblum into their commercial for? Exposure to blow up a car with Goldblum in it. Live. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, and he doesn't know it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> that's homicide. Yeah. Yeah, but that's an accident. Think of think of the exposure, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the director's going to go to jail. But think about how many people are going <laughs> say the name of our car that day. It's manslaughter. Sure. Man dies in Ford F one fifty. Round the back, back to good old manslaughter. All right. So why, why does the rival team want Jeff Goldblum in their commercial? Because he's famous and they'll it'll drive sales. But is this commercial what is going to kill him? They love money. I think there has to be a scene where they're at a like round table. They're all in suits. Yep, corporate and board. and they're mm -hmm. like, we have to find a way to get our car, or the name of our car, to be a household name. And they're like, well, celebrity deaths always go viral on Twitter. What if Ooh. a celebrity died in our car? It's like, okay, well, <laughs> we don't want to get like a big celebrity because what if a great movie comes out with that celebrity? And it's like, all right, we need like a B list celebrity, but one who's like still good and like everybody knows and everyone will be sad about. It. It's like, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, all right, boardrooms, evil boardroom scene. I'm imagining mm -hmm. that as a round table with a black background and a spotlight on the table and just a bunch of suits. Oh, yeah. like B for Vendetta. Yes. Oh, yeah. So maybe it's not even like a commercial. It's just like a stunt. They're like, we have to get Jeff Goldblum in one of our cars and we have to make it look like an accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, if we'll just give a bunch of B-level celebrities our car. Whoever accepts it will blow it up on film. I think they should go after Goldblum. Oh, just target mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. I think they should target Goldblum. Yep, targets. That way, they're not going to divert if Goldblum becomes too difficult. True. Also, if more than one celebrity took it, they'd have to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the sequel is. We'll get to that. We already got rid of Marissa <laughs> in the last one. 
last week. Marushka <laughs> Hargitay? Um, yeah. Did she do things after the Love Guru situation yeah. she was involved in? <laughs> How dare you reference that movie around me? <laughs> you said it's your Thanksgiving movie. I know that Spider-Man 1 by Sam Raimi. Oh, true. It's the best It's the best Thanksgiving movie ever made because it's a Spider-Man movie set at Thanksgiving for some reason. Yeah, that is a, that's a cool mm. movie. All right, what's the last third, though? <clears throat> last ten minutes. Uh, dream escape for Goldblum. Some clever sort of like... Maybe they maybe maybe they just offer up a C list celebrity. They put a celebrity in front, like to to die instead of Goldblum. <laughs> no, I don't know. Here, take this guy. Here, take what Kevin Hart. What if what if uh, Craig sacrifices himself, dresses up as Goldblum, gets in the car, and we don't know it's Craig until it shows his face, and he has to hurry up and fall asleep before he dies. He don't oh. you see him trying desperately to fall asleep, and then the car explodes, and we don't see it. And everybody's sad. And then it's the end with Goldblum, and he goes to sleep. And we oh, hear Craig's Craig there. like, hey. Hi. Hey. I did. <laughs> I... No, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, just like Craig finally Craig's you're asleep. Into the or world. Craig goes to him and is like, hey, and just like, who are you? And then Craig's like, I guess it worked. It was all a dream the whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the trope. I like it. <laughs> uh, but we need the last ten minutes here. <clears throat> so no, this is... I like the idea that Craig like swaps with Goldblum, where he puts up. It has to be dumb. It has to be like a rubber Goldblum mask. Mm -hmm. An obvious body swap. Yeah. And then he's desperately trying to fall asleep in like the driver's seat, and his hands are duct taped to the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it's Craig's hands are wheel. Bad guys. Oh, because they think it's Goldblum. Yeah. Okay. They're live, streaming, they're live streaming Goldblum test driving one of their cars, and nobody knows it's supposed to explode except them. Oh, cool. All right. That's mm. like a Disney Plus episode. Them and mm. Craig, because Craig knows somehow, and that's why yeah. Craig's able to maybe stop yeah. it. Disney Plus is definitely going to air Jeff Goldblum well, exploding no, in Jeff the car. Goldblum has a show on Disney Plus. I know. Well, they show him <laughs> a car. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched it. Well, he like talks about tattoos and ice cream and all cool hipster stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not hmm. a and like sneakers and roller skates and something else. Sneakers maybe. of wheels. Yeah, Hueys. I don't. It sounds a lot like our show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got to figure out this. Uh, oh, we've actually been an hour. Do you want to? Uh, okay, cool. Uh, all right, so thank you for watching so far. We appreciate it. It's been uh, a long sixty minutes of us figuring out this very weird story that we're going on to called uh, it's a shared dream space. Um, First off, I want to thank IBM TV for letting us just talk on here. Thank you to Entertain This for coming on here and uh, hanging out with us. Uh, we do appreciate that. It's very cool. Um, just to uh, touch base, talking upstream, if you just tuned in, is me and Dylan and some nobodies, us doing a 90-minute writer's room where we kind of make each other giggle a little bit and go up with funny stories that hopefully we can sell to somebody. Um, but let's get back into it anyway because we still got a little bit of time to go here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we got to flush out our characters. We have to think of uh, a scene to, to work on. Yeah. And uh, what else do we need? <laughs> what scene are you thinking? I don't know yet. Is there, this is so out there. Is there a scene in this 30-minute thing that you think would uh, be the, the, the funniest scene so far? Really fun to read out loud. I think maybe Dream Dream 2? Yeah. Mm. Dream 2 might be the funniest bit. Where, where he approaches Jeff and is like, hey, this is what's going on. And Jeff's like, no. 
I don't accept that. My imagination. Look, I'm a jellyfish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, I'm not saying you're fake, but if you were real, could I do this? And then he just flies away. It's like it's like Jeff Goldblum and William Shatner saying the same sentence. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Goldblum doing a Shatner impression. Yeah. Or vice versa. Either one. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) We have the Bonnie stuff over here. Uh, we have a gold being saved. We have the car explosion at some point, right? Is there a car explosion still? At the end. With Craig in it? Yeah. Craig dies? He escapes into the dream world. Well, I kind of like Craig now. <laughs> what if Craig is somehow able to escape before the car explodes? The car still explodes. They, they do a body swap with a celebrity and they like... They put a celebrity in there instead there's of gold bloom and they, they push someone forward. He's got his hands taped. And it's actually Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's Jurassic Park too. Or uh, oh, Vince Vaughn. For some reason, I had Vin Diesel in my mind. Oh, like, I what are you talking about? It's Vin Diesel. Dude, we could blow up Vin Diesel any day. Yeah, That'd be great. Well, no, yeah. he wouldn't because his contracts. You can't blow Vin Diesel up. You're not allowed it's, to. It's illegal. Vin Diesel says in his movie contracts that he's not allowed to lose a fight. That's true. He cannot wow. take more punches than thrown. No, <laughs> that is huh. in his contracts. Wow. Um, Sorry, I'm good. What? I just got a little dizzy. From doing what? I don't know. Sitting. You're dizzy from just sitting. Yeah. Stop typing so fast. I can't. <laughs> okay, so we have this. We have this weird body swap thing going on. We have. Uh, so we're saying we're going to put a different celebrity in here, so that a celebrity dies, right? Yeah. Lesser celebrity. Who's the lesser celebrity that you could replace with uh, Goldblum with? It, it is. I think it's funnier if they are obviously not the same person. Yeah. Uh, I have one in mind. I can't think of his name. Uh, is it Amy Schumer? Is that no? No, okay. Dude, Amy Schumer has to go into uh, yeah, America Pie. Yeah, Amy Schumer might be willing to do it. Is she probably do it for pretty cheap now? Uh, Ted Danson. Oh, Ooh. I love Ted Danson. He is a treasure, but yeah, he. I would kill Goldblum to save Ted Danson. Oh, for strong mm. words. And I'm gonna say him again harder later, not right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, off, off. Mic. Okay, that's probably a good idea. I don't want to kill what, what about John Goodman? Oh, oh, like fat John, John Goodman or thin John Goodman? Like, oh, fat, fat, it's whatever. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane, John Goodman, yeah, crazy survivalist, John, Goodman. and that's like nowhere near the same look as no, it's Goldman. not. Yeah, all right, so we're gonna put John Goodman in here. They don't here. bother gagging him, he's just like, What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Fred Flintstone, John Goodman, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Convinced him it was going to be a reunion <laughs> script. That he brings read. that moose hat. It's, like, it's it's a table read for the reunion, and he goes, "Where's Rosie O'Donnell?" <laughs> what I like her anyway. Did Moranis finally come back? <laughs> Moranis <laughs> over the by Oh car. my God! Rick Moranis played Barney. Yeah. yeah. I'm just He's now perfect. realizing this. Yeah, Moranis is back. Halle and... Berry was in that movie, and her name was Sharon Stone. I remember that. That's that's unforgettable. Halle Berry, dude. There is never a Halle Berry like appearance that I'm excited for. Not once ever. Not once ever have I watched a movie and go, "Oh, good." What Halle Berry at your birthday party? I would, I would move my birthday with a thousand dollars. So with a hundred thousand hmm. dollars to do what? <laughs> Give it to you. I'll take it. The money. We'll take it. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. After tax, of course. <laughs> I, I would. I would pay the same amount if Holly Berry is listening to have you at my birthday party. Uh, I'll pay you. We'll pay Holly Berry a hundred thousand dollars to show up at your birthday. You made that much money on entertaining us. 
Oh, absolutely not. No, we're definitely in the red on that. I made $5. You made $5? Yeah, because I asked my mom for some money. and Nice! <laughs> Can we borrow $5? <laughs> Can I get a five? <laughs> oh, if they swap, if they swap Goldblum with someone at the end. John Goodman. Yes. How does it end then? How does the, how does the whole thing end? Because Goldblum is It's like, yeah. see you only in my dreams. Like, yeah. Well, like in like a sexy way? Or? I feel like either the car explosion cannot happen or... Because like if, if anything happens and Goldblum's alive, then it'll look like a magic stunt and they'll probably sell more cars. It's I like, feel like wow. there has to be an escape. I feel like it's Craig switching with Goldblum. Craig knows it's going to blow up, so Craig knows to escape. Craig jumps out of the car. The car explodes. Goldblum's body's not found. They meet up. He's like, I guess I'll be seeing you around. And then Craig's like... There's a tree on the shore down in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Craig's well, like... It opens up. It's a VHS of Jurassic Park. <laughs> Two. So Craig's, yeah. like, uh, Craig's like, in your dreams. And then it's just like... <laughs> and then Layla plays, but just the guitar solo for royalty reasons. Yeah, why not? I'm cool. I like, I like Goldblum escaping Craig kind of... Or, yeah... Well, who's who is Craig? Who like, isn't Craig? He's an every guy, you know. Yeah, he's an every guy. He's what's the window the, uh, character. You what's he look like? If you had to pick an actor he's that got, you see playing Craig, hair. he's got some hair. He's got hair. So I can't play him. That's he's cool. Got legs. That's a tough dude. <laughs> uh, I see like Giovanni Ribisi. I could see. I see that. I see uh, Quaid's son, the guy who played uh, Huey in The Boys, Dennis Quaid's son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. I, oh, so, I, I like hate that. to give him work, but I think Josh Hutchinson is what That's I think. Like, deal. burnt out Josh Hutchinson. Yeah, I'm cool with that. He, he's got range. Which one is him? PETA. Mm -hmm. From Hunger Games. Yeah. There's, if they're hungry, why do they have PETA? I hate your guts. <laughs> he <laughs> makes a, a good baker. point. He made bread. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. I, oh no, I remember his cake decorating skills meant he could camouflage himself as a rock. Yeah, you exactly. nailed it. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. what the logic of that book was. Peter. Village. How is he making bread? How does he have food coloring? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so we're okay, cool. So Peter is uh I like that. Yeah, fun fact, I rode the school bus with Josh Hutcherson as a child. That was a great time. Really? <laughs> yeah, we went to the same high school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was on the bus one for that. Yeah, yeah. that was still his bridge to Terabithia days, wasn't it? Oh yeah, whatever he was in. Oh, oh yeah, that was like back in kicking and screaming days too. Oh, oh cool. Man. So he was like a celebrity, and you're still riding like the bus with him. Uh, yeah. This is like in between like movies and stuff when he was like forced to go to school by the state. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. Oh whatever, we'll yeah. give him work. Cool. He can be Craig. Uh, he can blow up in a car. Was he in Zathora? Was that him? Yeah. I don't know. I never saw that. Don't. Oh, yeah, that was him. Yeah, it was real bad. That's, like, that's the sci-fi version of Topanga, right? It's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you <laughs> <need a face. laughs> that, that just came to me. That was a good one. That's like, genius. <laughs> Dylan finally gets a point. Yeah. That's cool. All right. One point. How many can I turn in to get a nickel? One. <laughs> just one cool. point. Nickel, yeah. we'll talk this is the first time you had a point, though. What do you want to see in this last scene, other than a body swap part, which I guess is most of it, right? Um, I think we have a. I think we have a. I think we move the montage to the end of the act, or do we Goldblum have, gets captured and they have to dream heist him? Do we do the thing where it's like 
we show Goldblum in the car and we show the car explode and then somebody wakes up and it's the boardroom or guy. It's, and he's like, oh. Or it's Goldblum's funeral and then it, the camera pans and you see him standing. In the <laughs> and right. then Michael Caine shows up and is like, you know, I always thought that's but if in he, the cafe. But if he dies or fake dies, then the evil board gets what they I want. Guess, yeah, so you're right. I don't know if that can happen. And that's the problem that I'm having. Because like if 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 it goes right, they win. And they can't win because that means Craig loses. And Craig's in every guy. Everyone's what if what if Jeff Goldblum at the same time as this explosion that's obviously being live streamed shows up on some like like news twenty four like uh weather report where they're just like really windy out here today, and then Jeff Goldblum's like walking in the background and that goes viral and they're like, Jeff Goldblum wasn't even there. Who was in the car? We don't know. The body was destroyed because of the explosion. It's pretty good. And then in the box under the tree is actually camera tape from like the boardroom saying, we'll just kill Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> and then Craig's greatest superpower was being a nobody. Oh, no. ah. See? Fully wraps around. That's so good. Um, cool. All right. Well, what, what do we got to fill in then? I think that's. I think we need to. I, we need to go through start to finish and say what the plot is here, so we can get it straight. Yeah, I think <laughs> we need our character. My notes are very scattered. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Okay. So we're gonna start this thing. We're gonna open up. Uh, it's like an animated thing. We're gonna see a very weird dreamscape. It's uh, almost Susian, if more teal and metallic for some reason. Uh, we're gonna see Jeff Goldblum sitting in what he thinks is a bench on the side of what he envisions as a pond. And we're going to have Craig slowly walking up to him. And as he's either reaching out or about to say something to him, Craig snaps awake and he is back at work and he is a boring car salesman. And at first, we're going to think that he is just daydreaming. And he goes throughout the rest of his day. He goes to sleep at night and he actually dreams again. Same dreamscape. Things look the same. He walks to the same pond. Goldblum's there. This time he actually gets to Goldblum and he talks to him. He's like, hey, uh, uh good things do not happen to people that I dream of. And Goldblum's like, I don't care. I'm a flying hippopotamus. And then he uh, dips and that's beautiful. Um, and then he wakes up the next day and he goes, I have to warn Jeff Goldblum somehow. Uh, and that's when you get a little bit of Googling him uh, starting the trek of looking for Goldblum. That's when we fall into dream three and dream three, he gets to Goldblum and he's like, look, man, uh, you're not dreaming me. I'm dreaming this and whatever, whatever. You need to listen to me. Yada, yada, yada. Right? That's kind of sure. where that goes. And as they're talking, they happen to see a rival gang of uh, angry dreamers that are in blue collar garb. And <laughs> and they're running at them. And for some reason, they don't get to him. And they come out of there. So now he's desperately trying to find Jeff Goldblum. He Googles him as you did. He finds his agent. He looks on Cameo, which I think is a thing. It's where you can – celebrity. it's like TikTok for celebrities, but you pay them to record a customized message for you. I thought that's what – that link you sent me to only – what is it, that only friends or whatever? Only friends. Yeah, what's that's that? It. What's that? Yeah, let's give it at that. Nope. Oh, okay, cool. Only friends. <laughs> What if he's on there, sure, we'll get him. Uh, and then we get a little bit of a stalker issue, and we really can't tell from there. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, and then we can't tell if he is actually dreaming these things really or not, I guess. People think he's crazy. Um, and where do we go from here? I, I, I kind of forgot what happened up until this part. But I guess at some point we do see the evil board and uh, either through a dream 
or we think it's a dream. It's actually reality. Either way, the evil boardroom is uh, sales are dipping because of the pandemic and nobody's buying cars because they can't talk to people. And they come up with this foolproof plan by looking on OnlyFriends and finding Jeff Goldblum. And they're like, if we kill Jeff Goldblum, what if they're sacrificing him to the god of cars? Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Why not? No, that's, that's way better. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's way better. We need. It's it's been a Ooh. while. Sales are down. They say, "Who's the last guy we sacrificed?" And they go, "Uh, Henry Ford." <laughs> Dang, that was an eight. JFK. Ooh. Sacrificing to that Dodge. Oh, another conspiracy. Sure. Turns out the whole thing is a prequel to Mad Max. I'm cool with that. Oh yeah. All this Aqua Cola. Did you ever watch a Blood Drive on Amazon? No. It was about a car race, but the cars were possessed by demons. You had to feed them people. Oh, that's cool. Run. It was good for the first episode, and then it was trash afterwards. But oh. that first episode's pretty fun. Yeah. I thought that was that monster truck movie where it was a monster inside of a truck. Monster truck is like the kids' version of that. But Blood Drive was released back in like 2015 on Amazon. Yeah, I thought you were originally going to say um, that Death Race 2000, that movie from like the 80s. It um, one of those lines has my favorite. One of those movies has my favorite line from any work of fiction. I can't repeat it on this show, but I'll tell you after this episode's over. All right. Well, now I want to know what it is. I'll tell Everybody you. go Google it. Leave your guesses in the comments. You don't know what movie it is. <laughs> no, it's like Death Race 2 or Death Race 3. Well, 2000 is the one that was David Carradine back in the 80s. And yes. then the newer ones like Death Race whatever. whatever. And they're garbage. Probably Jason Statham's in them. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so then we're going to have a, a scene of the evil boardroom. And they now are talking about worshipping a... <clears throat> Valuable, oh, a, a valuable donation to the God of Cars. Yeah, and the God of Cars obviously is a big fan of the Fly, so they <laughs> they decide to to chuck in Jeff Goldblum. Plus, um, gold is right in his name. There's got to be value to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I guess, uh, and Craig is having a dream of that. Yeah, why not? Sure. Because they're gonna because yeah. Maybe no, he, I'm he's cool a car with... salesman, so he's also he's contacted by the prophet of cars, so, the car god, or something. Why so, not? <laughs> so Craig dreams uh, with the help of the car god yeah. uh, what the evil board is doing, although the car god wants souls, I think, at some point. There are uh, two car gods, whatever. Classic car god. Yeah. I get it. Um, so then because he knows the plan, he tells Jeff Goldblum, hey, if this company comes and offers you a lot of money, don't do it. And Jeff Goldblum's like, ha, 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 I'm Jeff Goldblum. I'm going to do it. So then he somehow finds John Goodman. Are we doing the swap or are we doing or the himself. thing where Craig swaps with him and escapes? I think that's funnier, actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I like Craig dressing up as Goldblum. So Goldblum needs to be captured so that, or Craig needs to be captured as Goldblum so that they can actually get him in the car. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. one? Are... Maybe Goldblum quits and like Goldblum's like takes the takes the bait from Craig and is like, I'm not doing it. And then Craig dreams again and it's like, oh, they're going to kidnap Goldblum now. I need to dress as Goldblum. I like the idea that Goldblum gets captured, but he's like, oh no, they're taking me. He's not taking He's just like, oh, they got me. Oh yeah. no, not the handcuffs. <laughs> oh, they got me. Oh, who knows what they're going to do. Like, it's a good thing they got me and not my stunt double, Craig. <laughs> Shut up. I think he just gets captured real easy because Craig's not a fighter. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm cool with that. They just show up like Maybe they're meeting for the first time in person. Like Goldblum is actually meeting. They just show up and they're like, "Mr. Goldblum, come with us." And he goes, "Well, I got no choice." What, what do you mean you have? You can run. Ah, they got me. Uh, I don't know. I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Oh, cool. He just let off. Yeah, I like that. It's Goldblum. He doesn't care. So, all right. So Craig gets caught, kind of. 
right? Yeah, they just leave Craig because he's nobody. Yeah. But then he swaps to Goldblum somehow. And then what's the big reveal at the end? Um, watch the car explode. Like comically long fuse for the car to explode. Does the car god get its soul? No. Okay. So that, that way the, the company still goes yeah. down. Love it. Mm. So Craig swaps to Goldblum somehow. Yeah. Um... He was in the trunk the whole time of the car, and he like pops out through the back seat, and he goes, "Jeff, you gotta go through the back, <laughs> through the back seat." <laughs> no, I don't think that works. Yeah, because then they could just both leave. Right. One of them needs to be in the car to convince, or not in the car. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can figure that part out. Yeah, they swap somehow. It doesn't need to be intense. Yeah. Maybe they tell them that it explodes if you take your foot off the gas. Like if you if you dare take your foot off the gas, we're gonna make this car explode. So then, like Jeff Goldblum is in it, like pressing on the pedal, and then they have to like switch their feet, and he pushes Jeff out of the car, and they that's how awkwardly, he... they awkwardly have to climb over each other in the driver's seat. Yeah, Wait, it's this... like oh, come on, you're, you're on my elbow right now. We should go with a story where somebody has to keep like their foot on a pedal, like a bus, mm. and, like and if it goes doesn't... too slow, yeah. the bomb detonates. I, I like it, bus. We'll get... Nobody's we'll get... ever done that before, guys. I know yeah. that. <laughs> who's, who's really big now? I think Keanu's really big. Yeah. And we need someone mm-hmm. who hasn't been in a whole lot, but is really well regarded. And especially someone uh, who's ready for a comeback. Maybe so about like Sandra Bullock. So about a lot of congeniality. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Miss Congeniality. We'll, Sandra... call it, we'll call it Velocity. Ooh, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Erase the whole board. We got to start over with this Velocity idea. <laughs> All right. So let's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, actually, we're, we're almost out of we're time. Out of time, but then at yeah. the end of it, are we doing the Tijuana thing, where it's like Craig tells Goldwyn to get out of the car, and it's like they're going to come after you until it co- dies down. There's a tree in Tijuana. I hit a box under its roots. Go find that, and I'll meet you there. Well, sure. What's in there? You'll see. And then he goes there, and he opens <laughs> it up. It's Jurassic Park Two. God damn it! <laughs> <Josh, just> die. <laughs> this thing is going to haunt me forever. Um, all right, guys, that is the end of our show. I, man, it's 90 minutes already. That's crazy. Uh, we definitely want to send a quick thank you out to uh, all the guys over entertain this, Alex, Mike, and Nick. Appreciate uh, you guys coming on. Yeah, you guys are cool. Thanks for hanging out so long and helping us come up with this because oh, awesome. we would have had, had something way different and less weird. So yeah. I really <laughs> appreciate That's what we do. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you guys are welcome to come over on, on our show anytime uh, or any of our 15,000 uh, podcasts that we run. Um, we got space. We do have a little bit of space. You yeah. send us a message. We're there. And and likewise, we want to bring you guys on as a guest for Entertain This, maybe even for this month, if you guys are right. available. I'll talk about Magic are... for Ooh, I'm right there with you. There you yeah. go. So, so can we go ahead and confirm you guys for this month, Ben? Because we need a guest. Let's do email because we have some scheduling commitments, but we'll communicate tonight. Yeah, we'll we're, trying out. To, we're trying to film a short movie right now, so some of our time Very is cool. Kind of- we're definitely interested. Yeah. We definitely will do it uh, as long as the time uh, permits. But yeah, we're 100% in. Um, but Ooh. thank you so much. Please, everybody watching this all around the world, go to Entertain This. If you go any podcast, if you're a listener app uh, fan and you want to do things with podcasts yeah. or whatever, uh, go in there and look for Entertain This. They're cool guys. They talk about fun stuff that we don't talk about, yeah. which is great. Um, but to wrap this up, thank you so much to Entertain This. 
Uh, thank you so much to IBM TV for having us on there and letting us just ramble and ramble and ramble and ramble. You can find ramble, Zach and I at www.somenobodies.com where everything we do is on there. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash some nobodies mm -hmm. and you'll help us actually make stuff, which yeah. is great. If you like comedy, go to Behind the Bits with Scott Curtis. I want to say a quick thanks to Tanya Sheck, uh, Sarah Tkachik, and Listener App. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Tune in next week where we'll do two more we'll stories. We'll do something else. Cool. Thank you guys very much. You I appreciate know. it. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.